Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Welcome into the Buckeye Blitz on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. I'm Jeff Fidall. Follow me on Twitter at FitHappens. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today, uh, or listening to me today, I should say, and letting me talk to you about Ohio State and what's going on in Buckeye Nation. Uh, the uh, we've got the following on Twitter again at that happens and uh, like, list, subscribe to all this podcast. But um, lots to talk about today. We've got 143 days until the Indiana game as of the time of this recording on uh, September 12th. So we've got 143 till the Hoosiers game. But this week we do have the spring game. We'll talk about that. Also, the Buckeyes picked up a uh, a big time recruit. Finally, a good one on the defensive side that they needed. Uh, they got. Um, uh, they got Peyton Pierce, who is a out of the state of Texas, which I love when Ohio State goes, in, goes into Texas and grabs somebody. Peyton Pierce, he's 6'1 or 6'2. I've seen him listed a couple different ways. Um, 225 pounds, four-star linebacker out of Lucas, Texas. He took uh, he picked Ohio State over, I think, like um, looks like Texas and Texas A&M, obviously both in on him. He's a good linebacker, and they both want him. Uh, but he, And also uh, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee was also in on him. So... He committed to Ohio State. wasn't a surprise. We kind of thought he would be coming to Ohio State, but it's nice to get that uh, the confirmation on the commitment, I guess. Really is a confirmation because he's still back out. Nonetheless, let's not go there. He is the uh, 15th linebacker, according to 24-7 sports in the country, and the 151st overall player. Um, I mean, it's all according to 24-7 sports. There's a couple of cornerbacks that are leaning toward Ohio State. So, um, But hopefully, though, this is a good sign that they were able to grab this kid. And just because we, we, we know Ohio State can get they can get the stud um, offensive players, but getting a four-star linebacker in Pierce is significant. And now if you look at Ohio State's uh, the recruiting rankings, according to 24-7 Sports Composite, uh, they're right now with 10 commits so far in this 2024 class. They're in second behind Georgia, ahead of Michigan, LSU, Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, Tennessee. That rounds out the top seven now look at going to Ohio State's list now there was all this panic about the 2024 uh, well they've added now two five stars as of right now Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham they've got James Peoples the running back Aaron Nolan the quarterback they just picked up over the weekend um offensive line Ian Moore uh, they've got linebacker this is all in Buckmouth by the way Garrett Stover where Garrett Stover may by the way move the defensive back area, but Garrett Stover, those guys are all four stars. The first two I named are five, but the Peoples, Nolan, Moore, Stover, Pierce, uh, the, the Armstrong boys, the Armstrong twins from up around the um, uh, Lakewood St. Edward area in, in Ohio. Those two stud offensive linemen, uh, Deontay Armstrong is 6'6", 280, and Devontae Armstrong is 6'5", 288. So um, those guys are both four-star guys and then you've got uh, Mark Nave he's the uh, offensive lineman also out of Toledo he's a three-star guy so uh you know they got 11 they got 10 guys in the class right now and most of them almost all of them are four and five-star guys so good for Ohio State on that and like I say they're now second right now as far as the rankings go in the class 2024 as far as commitments go now keep in mind these are verbal commitments no one's signing anything yet no one signed a document yet it's um that's the intention is that they are going to be playing for Ohio State. They'll come to Ohio State. And so uh, nice gets for the Buckeyes. Um, 
and like I say, a couple cornerbacks, by the way, a couple of four-star cornerbacks are leaning towards Ohio State. You should get some news on them uh, sooner rather than later. No announcement yet on how the spring game format is going to be coming up this weekend at the Horseshoe. Last year, they did an offense versus defense. And the way that worked was if the offense scored a touchdown, they got six points. Um, if the defense got a takeaway, they got three points. If the defense got a three and out, they got two points. A sack is two points. A forced punt is one point. So that's how they did it last year. I would assume that's how they do it this year. We don't know for sure. Uh, players are not playing in the spring game, though, because of injuries. Among the more significant ones, Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor, a couple of running backs. Um, you're going to see uh, there will be Julian there. Uh, Mecca Egbuka won't be out there. Xavier Johnson, Tommy Eichenberg, and Steel Chambers, a couple of the big linebackers, important players on this team won't be there as well, uh, playing in the game. Uh, Mitchell Melton not playing. So there's a few guys. Uh, he's a defense, by the way. But there's, so there's a few guys that are not going to play in this game. And again, we won't find out the format of it yet. Should be a great crowd. It has drawn very well lately. You know, it used to be a long time ago, tickets were free. You just pick them up at the grocery store, and they had them there, like a Kroger or something. They would give out to people. And or Big Bear way back when. God, I dated myself on that one. But now you've got to pay to get in. There's $7 admission tickets. There's some reserve seats that are $15. Some are $30. And there's a re- there's actually a resale market for them, which is insane to me. Um, but the, the spring game hasn't always been this big of a deal. Even when it was free, it wasn't like they drew great crowds. There was a year, and um, I, I read this old article about this, that... Um, there was a year when, uh, like in 1986, less than 13,000 people went to the spring game. So, and that was uh, Cooper's first year. Might have been Cooper's second year. Uh, 86, no, it might have been his first year. 86 spring game. I think it might have been for, it might have been the Earl's last year or Cooper's first year, one or the other. Um, but uh, there's, it's just been so varied over the years. It's gotten better now. Now you're going to get, I'm, with a beautiful day in Columbus tomorrow, I would anticipate that tomorrow there'll be, upwards of 80, 90,000 people at this game. So what do you want to look for in this game? Um, some of the people I'm going to look at, I should say, what, what I want to see, obviously the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are the big thing, seeing how they perform. Although, again, don't get all excited about anybody's spring game performance. It's not that significant yet what we need to know. There's some guys that I've talked to, a couple of former Buckeye players, that there are some players who really go all out at the spring game. Like they they really want to make an impact. And so they probably take it more seriously than some of their t- teammates. But you just because you're a spring game All-American doesn't mean you're an All-American. Uh, but I want to see um, how C.J. Hicks looks. With Eichenberger being now, and also I guess now Steel Chambers, like I mentioned that. But C.J. Hicks is going to be an important part on this defense this year. I want to see what kind of role he, he plays. Uh, the wide receivers, Jaden Ballard for sure. I want to see what Jaden Ballard can do. And also Carnell Tate, he's the four-star freshman wide receiver. Um, he enrolled early. And with the receivers that are going to be out and probably, you know, the lack of the big, you know, we're not going to see a lot of Marvin Harrison Jr. I wouldn't think out there. So other receivers will have a chance to make an impact, including Ballard, including Carnell Tate. So I want to see what those guys can do um, in-game action, wearing the scarlet and gray. Again, don't get too excited about it, but I want to see uh, you know what what they can do, what kind of impact they can have um, while they're wearing the uniform. It's fun, to watch, it's fun watching these new guys like Carnell Tate. It's the first time I'm seeing him actually in a game situation, I guess, um, for Ohio State. 
Also want to see uh, what we what we can see from the kickers, the kicking game, because, you know, no Ruggles. We know how it ended for him last year with that, um, that wide field goal against Georgia. wasn't his fault. It was out of his range anyway. So there were other things that led to it. But nonetheless, he is now gone. Uh, we've got two guys that are really vying for that job. Jake Siebert's one of them, uh, and then uh, Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis is a kid who seems like he transferred from USC. I don't know. It seems like he's been here for years, and he has not really had much of an opportunity yet. So we'll see what he can do. I want to see the tight end, Jelani Thurman, because we've heard wonderful things from him. I've heard from people that have been at the practices about how physical, how how physically imposing this guy is, how great he looks, how he's going to be um, a really big problem for defenses at the tight end position. So I want to see if he gets much work um, in the red zone area, because I think that's really where he can make his biggest impact here in year one is doing the zone, near zone area, having a tight end they can throw to. I want to see Sonny Styles as well. I've been a big Sonny Styles fan ever since he stepped on campus and uh, he played a significant role in the Georgia game. And he is going to be a big time player in this program. And I think this year you'll see a, uh, a, a huge impact from him on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, we'll switch gears a little bit now. Uh, again, spring game, though, noon on Saturday. Watch on the Big Ten Network. Go to the game live in person. Listen to it on 971thefan.com. Um, they, they'll have it streaming on there as well, the uh, audio. So uh, Big Paul Kills will be doing the play-by-play. Jim Lachey will be the color analyst. They do a great job of doing it for years. Basketball. Men's basketball. Uh, Javon Small is a um, is a is a uh, <clears throat> sorry East Carolina guard, East Carolina transfer. Um, and he averaged last year 50, almost 16 points a game, uh, five and a half assists, almost five rebounds a game. So a great all-around player last year. He said that there's three schools he's going to look at that he's going to visit, I should say. There are Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. So Ohio State has an opportunity to maybe get him in. It's a nice combo guard to add. I, I always worry about adding too many transfers, but that's kind of the way it is nowadays in college basketball is that you are going to have, you know, in football, you get a transfer in. It doesn't usually transform or cause, cause it's the wrong word, or result in having to um, adjust a lot of things internally. With basketball, if you get a couple of new starters through the transfer portal, or a couple of guys that are going to play significant minutes from the transfer portal, that's a bigger deal because there's five guys on the floor at one time. Whereas in football, it's 11, 11, you got 22 guys, different variables in it, a little bit different in basketball. So, um, I think Ohio State this year struggled sometimes to find a way to mesh with some of the new guys. Ohio State's got a lot of freshmen coming in. If they keep adding these transfers, people are going to have to also at some point, which is why you might see some of the freshmen that or sophomores that haven't played much in two years maybe looking to uh, move on to another program. But he is visiting Ohio State. Uh, he's got he was a sophomore last year, um, and he's got two years left. So uh, we'll see what if he he's have his visit. We'll see what happens there. But again. Statistically, he'd be a great add in Ohio State. Obviously, already got um, the kid from Minnesota who fires up three. So we'll see. Keep an eye on that, what happens there. Switching over to women's basketball. Uh, shortly after the season ended, remember they lost from Virginia Tech at the eight. Uh, freshman guard Maya Perry for the women's team announced she was transferring. And now another guard is transferring out as well. Sophomore uh, Caitlin Costner. She's a 5'8 guard. Uh, she has two seasons of eligibility left. She's also announced <clears throat> that she is transferring. She announced that on her Instagram page. Neither player like played significant minutes. They both have great talent. Don't get me wrong. Great talent. And they came to Ohio State went after him because they're very talented. 
didn't get much playing time with J.C. Sheldon coming back, uh, with the uh, the emergence of Cody McMahon, the people they have coming in. It's This is going to happen at the women's and men's level, both and now at the women's level. As Ohio State continues to excel, you're going to see players who came in because of Ohio State's success and the chance to play meaningful games, and uh, head coach Kevin McGuff does a wonderful job. You're going to see people that transfer after a couple of years. That's just the way it is. I don't think either are leaving on bad terms. It looks like they're leaving on good terms, actually. They just want to play. And I totally get that, but we're going to see more and more of that. Every year when Ohio State continues to get better and better, you're going to see players transferring out because they're not getting an opportunity to play behind some great players that Ohio State keeps producing. So we will finish one more note here. Uh, it looks like the Big Ten commissioner is going to be Tony uh, Petiti. He, uh, it's been reported he will be replacing Kevin Warren, who is uh, now the president of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Petiti is the uh, he's a longtime baseball and television executive. So that's his back- background in that. Uh, certainly with the media side of his career, that would help out. He was most recently um, the, the sports president of sports entertainment at Activision Blizzard. And uh, then again, he used to be, like I said, Major League Baseball and did a lot of things behind the scenes with them. As the uh, He began as the MLB Network as president and CEO of the MLB Network. So he's got a lot of experience there. I Look, honestly, to be candid, I don't know much about his background, but um, Ohio State, Kevin Warren, I thought did a good job for the for what he did as a commissioner of the Big Ten. So I have faith that they'll make the right call again on this one, but we'll see. But yeah, so Tony Petiti is supposed to be the next commissioner of the Big Ten. Has not been formally announced yet, but all reports are pointing towards that. All right, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. We appreciate your support. Follow me on Twitter, at That Happens. Like, listen, subscribe, all that. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.